0: We're talking NBA free agency, and he's getting drunk the whole time. That's right. It's Drunk Sports. I'm Jonathan Levy. That's Grant Dennison. It's episode number one, and we're going to start right off getting into the thunder. They lost Kevin Durant. Russell Westbrook has one year left on his deal. Grant, I see you're about to crack open beer number one.
1: I don't know if you heard that. That was beer number one getting cracked open. Right, so I'm sober right now. Let's talk about this show because this is a beta test for this show. We're going to talk about those things and other NBA free agency related things. And I know I sound sober right now, but that won't be the case by the end of the show. Basically, um, if you know us, we're we're Grant and Jonathan. We do another show called The Breakdown. It's a poker show. But we also like to talk about sports, which we are not experts on at all. But we know a lot. We're just (laughs) outsiders. I think we know a lot. I'm going to go if we know a lot. Also, um, an important thing
0: about the format of this show what makes it special is Grant starts drinking. As of right now, he just took his first sip, and we're going to take 10 to 15-minute segments talking about a topic of sports. We're going to do NBA free agency this entire time. Um, but we're going to stop after about 15 minutes. Then we're going to take about a 30-minute break before we come back and podcast some more. And Grant's going to get drunker. He's going to just keep drinking beers, basically. So there's
1: going to be four segments, and each one I will be subsequently drunker and yelling more and more about sports. Right. Hopefully it's fun for you guys because it's going to be fun for me. I know that. Uh, you're, you're the only one guaranteed to have a good time. Jonathan will not be drinking, so he can keep everything moderated.
0: I'm going to moderate. I'm also going to be able to look up stats if we need me to look up stats. I'm also going to make sure he's really drinking enough. But this this podcast is going to take place over about three or four hours. You're just going to Hear about 40 minutes of it from the beginning to the end. Maybe an hour. Let's jump in.
1: Yeah. Let's all right. do it. All right. So, Russell Westbrook is where we wanted to start. Absolutely. Here That's good news. Like, the Celtics almost got him, which was interesting, I but mean, that didn't happen. Did they almost
0: get him? There was talk that they were trying to trade for him, right? I th- are, aren't all the big teams trying to trade for him? The, the problem with it, of course, is that he only has one year left on his deal, and most people are convinced he's
1: going to the Lakers. Right. Ultimately. So, that doesn't seem like a good fit to me because they have D'Angelo Russell. Well, and yeah. They have a coach who's actually gonna use D'Angelo Russell now because they finally got rid of Byron Scott.
0: I mean, I'll tell you what, they're not gonna use D'Angelo Russell if Russell Westbrook's on the team, right? Well they're gonna <laughs> trade D'Angelo Russell yeah. for
1: him, I guess. And I then mean, the Thunder start rebuilding.
0: That is a reasonable thing. The Lakers might decide to trade. For him so that way they can get his bird rights that means they can lock him up for an extra year they can sign him to a five-year deal instead of a four-year deal you figure they'd give up d'angelo russell and probably a little bit more than that too maybe brandon ingram something like that
1: all right so let's forget about reality for a second great let's let's do that let's say what is an ideal landing spot for russell westbrook because there's probably three or four teams that he would be best on and there's a lot of teams he would kind of tank i think i think he would (laughs) hurt some teams (laughs) who do you think he would hurt I think he would have hurt the Celtics if he ended up on the Celtics. I think Isaiah Thomas is a better fit at point guard for them, even though he's clearly not as talented. Right. But he doesn't really feel like he fits in with that whole Brad Stevens thing.
0: I mean, I think Brad Stevens would definitely have to change everything he coaches about basketball, all the ways he coaches to make it work with Russell. That said... Russell Westbrook, good at doing um, pick-and-roll stuff. So as long as you have a guy like Al Horford, which the Celtics did just recently sign. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Um, they can at least do like good pick-and-pop type stuff as an offense. But ultimately, you're right. Russell Westbrook is the son that everything else revolves around in any offense that he's
1: in. Okay, so a better, better way to ask the question I was yeah. trying to ask, I guess, is... He's not even drunk yet, folks. <laughs> <laughs> which, which team would be vaulted to being a title contender, I mean, if the Warriors didn't exist, yeah. if they had Russell Westbrook... With their current team. They didn't have to trade any major parts for him.
0: Well, first of all, I'd like to say, even with the Warriors existing, if Russell Westbrook somehow joined the Spurs and they didn't have to give up a true... Any kind of massive, big-time assets, I don't know how that's possible, that would do it. They may then actually challenge the Warriors.
1: Yeah, that's, that's about it, though. I, I, I wonder the same thing, though, if, if Westbrook could work in a Popovich system. I don't know. But,
0: I mean, these great coaches, they're supposed to be able to figure it out, right?
1: That's right. their thing. I mean, the knock on Westbrook is, has always been that he turns the ball over too much and he's way too ISO-heavy, which yeah. the OKC was just him-ISO-Durant-ISO, him-ISO-Durant-ISO. And but the general assumption is that Durant can fit into a system and Westbrook can't. It's true, but is that just a... Failing of his coaches like Scotty Brooks and Billy Donovan, not really NBA Einsteins. I'm no, say. they're not. They're not the best coaches in the history of the NBA. <laughs> Watching Billy Donovan's offense in the beginning of the playoffs was atrocious. That, I, yeah. I mean, that hurt a lot he, to watch.
0: He seemed to put it together a little bit as the playoffs went on, but many people suspected that was mostly because the media kept asking him smart questions, and he's like, "Why am I? Why am I not staggering Westbrook and Durant over the course of an entire game? Why am I taking them out <laughs> at the same time? Maybe I should try that as opposed to you know." Actually, understanding how things work.
1: Okay, so let's let's get back to the question yeah. at hand. What's an ideal landing spot? I think a key okay. a key that he needs is some good shooters to kick it out to. That would be very helpful for yeah. sure.
0: By the way, his other big knock is that he shoots a cajillion threes and is not not good at that. Like twenty eight percent, third worst
1: three point shooter in NBA history after Marcus Smart and Marcus Smart.
0: <laughs> As a Celtics fan, that <laughs> hurts for you to say, but it's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So this is these are good questions. I was thinking like.
1: This doesn't really have a team full of good shooters, but the Timberwolves would be an interesting team. Oh, God, that would be sweet. I just, I love the idea of the Timberwolves next year right now. Yeah, just I know. Add, add a superstar to that mix. Oh, that my could gosh. be That could be anything. I mean, first, let me ask you this. I, uh, to sort of veer away from your
0: question for a second, where do you place Russell Westbrook in the NBA firmament? Like, he's definitely a top 10 player, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think you have to say that. But the truth is, that's just based on sort of colloquial decision making by all of these experts. That's that decide true. he is, and his numbers are clearly audacious, that's for sure. Oh,
0: look at you with the word audacious.
1: I know, that's going to be the biggest word I use all day. I believe that. <laughs> drunker and drunker. Um, but, Russell
0: Westbrook averaged 23.5 points, 7.8 rebounds, 10.4 assists, shot over 50% from the field, shot, uh, how do you shoot from three? Oh, 20, almost 30%.
1: What <laughs> is, how many turnovers per game?
0: Uh, let's see 4.3 that's a lot so
1: it's like a two to one assisted turnover and a half, two and a half to it, one it's not great
0: he shot 7.2 free throws at an 81 percent clip though that's pretty good he got to the line a lot which not surprising i guess here's another question i have for you about westbrook um i think by the way he's got to be like at least in the top seven maybe even top six or five players is he better than draymond green he yes he probably is right i think he is so is he like the fifth best player in the league i mean with those rebound rates at point guard that's pretty crazy it's insane yeah is and and by the way this is all with durant on the team what's His scoring is going to go insane without Durant, right? I don't care if if he's on the team; he's not going to be on the team. Probably. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, Okay, but yeah, there's like just doing this quickly. Steph Curry, LeBron James, Kevin Durant are
1: all ahead of him, no doubt. Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis ahead of him? I mean, that's a good question. I would rather have him on my team. I will say that. Me too. He's easier to he's easier to build around, right? Um, Also, he
0: doesn't shoot a million threes at an under thirty percent clip, which is nice. So Anthony Davis is at least a candidate for being ahead of him. Is there anyone else who's a clear candidate? Draymond is at least a candidate, but I don't think he is. As a Bulls fan, i got to say Jimmy Butler, but I know it's not true. <laughs> yeah, it's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. I think the Sacramento Kings fans could at least bring up Boogie Cousins, but I think they'd be sent There's back not enough to evidence. the showers yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, like Boogie's probably around number 10 or I mean, 11. I mean, I would really.
1: definitely rather have Carl Anthony Towns if I was starting a team. Yeah, That doesn't I agree. mean he's better right no, now. No, right
0: now, I mean, next year, Westbrook is clearly going to help your team more than Carl Anthony Towns is, I think. Unless right. Anthony Towns makes another giant leap. Is there anyone
1: else even in this conversation? I mean, there probably is, but it feels pretty organic to put him there. Yeah, okay, so about five. We could say he's about number five. Okay, that's unbelievable to have the fact that even a guy that good might change teams and might get traded. That essentially never happens. How much of an impact does he have? Like, what if you put him on the Suns? Right. Does he have a huge impact? Did the Suns get to the Western Conference, like, second round because they have Russell Westbrook? Well, let's start with this. The Suns were, like, the fourth worst team in the league last
0: year. They make the playoffs, but they have Devin Booker, who's doesn't play any defense, right. but is a wonderful Fun. outside shooter, which is sort of perfect, yeah. right? They need that exact thing. Also, they, have, they just drafted Dragon Bender, who is very raw in 18, but can shoot threes a little bit, in the corner at least, which yeah. will also stretched the floor. So... Yeah, you know, maybe that's a kind of a good fit. The problem is, the Phoenix Suns already have two point guards named Eric Bledsoe and Brandon Knight, both of whom they're paying a lot of money to, and neither of whom are really living up to expectations. Well, I would think you would trade both of them to get Westbrook. Oh, of course you would. Yeah. You'd have to move them out. Without yeah. a doubt. But I don't know like who's even like I don't know if anyone wants Brandon Knight at the price you'd have to pay. So now it's really just Bledsoe you can get something for,
1: I guess. But whatever, who cares? You're getting Westbrook. You just deal with it, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. He's a um, guy, it's so weird cuz like It's like you have to take him if he's offered to you for something reasonable, but it's kind of scary. It it might be locking your team up for the rest of his career to never win a championship. Okay, I got something
0: crazy. Okay. Here's a team that might have the assets to get him, and it would be very interesting if he was on the team. You ready? I'm ready. Philadelphia 76ers. Okay, so we got Ben Simmons. We got Ben Simmons. We got Joel Embiid. We got Dario Saric coming over after two years in Europe.
1: I thought that was questionable.
0: At this no, time. he's officially coming he's, over. Oh, now. he is now. Yep, okay. It's legit. Again, Grant, not yet drunk. Just no, I know. just am
1: not knowledgeable. <laughs> that's I'm, just okay. a, I'm just a big dummy.
0: No, it's okay. Just making sure. I just want to delineate for the people. Anyway. Do um, I have
1: any fold equity? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, what else we got here? Um, they also have, so Joe, oh, New Orleans Noel coming off the bench. They currently have a uh, Jalil Okafor on that team as well. Like, they're loaded up with forwards and centers. They have essentially no guards on that here's
1: team. Here's the problem with that. Ben Go. Simmons needs the ball to be effective. Yeah. So does Russell Westbrook. But so did Kevin Durant. Like Kev- no, but Kevin well, Durant could shoot threes at least. Ben Simmons is going to no, shoot like true. 2% from three.
0: You're going to have two guys slashing the hoop the whole time, both who need to have the ball. And, they need, and they're right. going to be
1: both good passers, but they pass to each other and the other guy can't shoot a three. Well, here's the thing. You can't.
0: Get Russell Westbrook in a trade without giving up Ben Simmons anyway. So well, they're not going to give up Ben Simmons. Well, that's the question. Let's say you knew Westbrook was re signing with you. If you're Philly, would you do it? No.
1: Wow, he's the number five player in the league. We just said age. Simmons is eighteen still, right? Or is he nineteen yet? No, he's at least nineteen. He's nineteen. And
0: Westbrook's like twenty six or twenty seven.
1: Yeah, and he's he's in his ninth year. He's going into his ninth year, so he's got some. Especially the way he plays, he's got like look how Dwayne Wade diminished. I know he had a good year, but I mean, no, he didn't have that good. He's not. He's nothing near old Dwayne Wade because Dwayne Wade used to drive to the hoop and fall on his head all the time, and that's how Westbrook plays. Yeah. And another example of that might be Derrick Rose. Look what happened to that guy. I mean, Derrick Rose got hurt though. It isn't
0: like eight. Age took him. But down. that but why did he get hurt? Because he's because he's brittle as brittle as fuck.
1: <laughs> no, it's because he plays like that and Westbrook plays like that. Okay. I'm saying he's more likely to, yeah, to get hurt. He, he's and got, he's
0: got he's got mileage. He's gonna age worse than some other players because he relies so much on his on his athleticism. The other side of it, however, is his athleticism is not like any of the guys you just named. Like Dwayne Wade was a great athlete, but it's not in the same ballpark as freaking w- Russell Westbrook. None of these guys. That's beer number two, by the way. Grant's cracking open. You feeling anything yet? No. Yeah, you drink a lot, right? So I, this drink, is,
1: I drink a reasonable how, amount.
0: How many beers is it going to take for you before you start to really it affects you in any way? Four beers. Okay, so by like
1: the next segment, you're going to start to be feeling it a little bit anyway, right? I'm probably overestimating. I'll, I'll, there there'll be subtle effects, but it won't be so obvious to the audience. Okay. Right, so okay, let's let's move off of Russell Westbrook for right. a second because the whole point of Russell Westbrook is he's the only guy in OKC now because Durant is gone. And the topic everybody wants to talk about in NBA free agency it's kind of beaten to death. But whatever, we'll talk about it. Is the Warriors now? Yeah. Like it's crazy that Durant went to the Warriors, giving up a lot of money, but so much money. But he's going to get so much in endorsements. It probably doesn't matter. He
0: already makes so much in endorsements. Why wouldn't he? I think if he wins a title with the Thunder or the Celtics,
1: I'd like to add, or something like that, he makes maybe more Investment. I don't think this is talked about enough, Jonathan, and you're the one who initially taught me about this. So why don't you break down a little bit why Durant is losing out on so much money by signing with the Warriors? Well, it's actually a few things. First of all, he's giving up his
0: bird rights. So any team that has a, a player who's going into free agency has the ability to sign them for an extra year and give them bigger raises each year. So, like, um, the Thunder could have given him seven and a half percent raises each year, while a normal team give him something like four and a half percent. So that actually adds up over time. And then the Thunder could also give him a fifth year as well. So over time, that ends up being worth something like forty, fifty million dollars if you do it right with the new, with the caps jumping and stuff like that. I could use that money. Yeah. The other thing that he's giving up, by the way, is California has taxes, has like big state taxes. Had he gone to some of the other places, he might have gone Florida. Florida is a great example, like Miami, with no state taxes. So he actually makes the least he could have made of any of the teams he was looking at. He looked at six teams and interviewed with six teams, right? Um, only he makes—I mean, it's still an unbelievable amount of money, and the guy's rich is crazy, crazy rich. But he makes $110 million over the next four years instead of being able to make something like $160 million
1: over the next four years if he stayed with uh, OKC. That's pretty crazy. There's something a bit noble about that. At the same yeah. time as being a little bit not so noble because he's championship hunting clearly. Oh my god, he's so so ring hunting. It's it's sad in some ways. Okay, let's let's ask this question. Assuming no injuries, no yeah. major injuries, how many championships do the Warriors win over the next 7 years if they if manage, everyone stays there? If they manage to keep their core together over the next 7 four years? 4 out of 7 is that like the line right there? I would say it's over
0: 4. Really? You think it's 5 out of 7? It may be seven out of seven. I mean, I think the line is not seven. No, no, no. I'm saying no, I'm not. No, I think the line is four, four and a half is probably the line. I'm taking over in a strong way, though. If, assuming they keep everyone and everyone stays yeah. healthy, they have the first best, but the second gonna... best player in the, in the league, the third best player in the league, like the seventh best player in the league, and the fourteenth best player in the league. I mean, and they all play together except for Durant, who but can fit lost, really
1: easily in. They lost Festus Azili. Yes, they did. So and how he- are they going <laughs>
0: to recover from that shit? I don't know. I think they also lost Bogut because Bogut's on Dallas now.
1: Did he just move back to Australia?
0: <laughs> no, he's still getting paid, buddy. Oh, he's on the Dal- catch He's the on the, the
1: old team. The Dallas Mavericks are like, we're almost the Spurs, so we better sign all the old people.
0: I mean, you know, Boget was. The number one overall pick back in the day. He can still play defense. He can he... maybe maybe in an offense that gives him the ball in the post. Maybe he can score a little bit.
1: Okay, what's the uh, what's the line on and uh, not the Vegas line, but okay. assuming they're actually trying to be a record-setting team that's legendary in every oh. way. How many wins do the Warriors get this upcoming season? Okay, What's so the line they're on They're going
0: that? all out. They're they're trying to win every game. Are we assuming no injuries or are we assuming normal injuries? We're
1: assuming normal injuries. Okay. But, you know, we're assuming Steph Curry doesn't tear his ACL in the second game. You know? Well,
0: I mean, it's all part of it. But, sure, fair enough. Um, okay. So, like, yeah, Steph Curry misses, like, six games, seven games. Durant misses, like, seven games kind of a thing over the course of the season. Yeah. I would say, assuming normal injuries, they win and they're going for it they win like 74 75 games what do you think so they
1: break their own record i mean that's oh, obviously reasonable easily considering that all they really did was give up harrison barnes to get kevin durant i know they gave up their centers they they free... didn't they didn't care about those guys yeah they, they, those guys <laughs> didn't really matter that much draymond plays center yeah. plays center so like who cares no but, they
0: um they are i think if they were guaranteed health like everyone's going to play all 82 games and no one's going to get hurt i think they win 80 games i mean i think they're that 80 good. games 80 games they lose two games. Yeah. this The team without the third best player in the world and one of the best players of all time won 71 games, right? Yeah. Well, they won more than 71 games. They won 73 games. Did they win seventy?
1: <laughs> oh, because the Bulls had gone 72. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I was, yeah. All right. I'm the,
1: I'm the one who's drinking, right? You know,
0: I knew a lot of things so far. I think I've been doing very well. How are we doing on time, by the we're, way? We're about 15 minutes. Okay, good. So why don't we uh, wrap it up here? Okay. Uh, we'll come back in about 30 to 45 minutes. You'll have drunk some more beers. We'll report on that, and we'll do our second topic. Sounds good. All right. All right, we're back. Grant, is three beers in? Grant, why don't you crack open that fourth one? There it is. Grant, what are you drinking, by
1: the uh, way? This is a Firestone Walker Easy Jack, which is a really nice summer IPA. Yeah, now if
0: you're a, a beer vendor, feel free to contact us. Grant <laughs> yeah, will we, we'll drink we whatever accept you sponsors. want.
1: sponsors. No, I won't drink whatever you want. I don't. <laughs> All All no. right,
0: well, let's not worry about that right now. <laughs> um, let's instead get into our next topic of conversation, which is worst free agent deals of the NBA free agent season. Now, we're Timothy, going to— okay (laughs) that's a pretty good candidate we're gonna let's pick our what we think are the three worst ones and i'm going off a list i have right here 538 made a list that they think is sort of what they're saying anyway is the worst deals of this of the year so here's some of them and we'll we'll see what we like okay one of them is ryan anderson for 20 million a year 20 million a year he signed with houston that's a terrible deal it seems pretty bad they think
1: he's worth less than 2 million a year Wow. 538? Yeah. Eight silver? That seems a little crazy to me. I got to tell you. That's, I mean, he's worth more than that. He's a stretch four, right? He's like what the
0: modern NBA wants. Um, He doesn't play any defense. He doesn't rebound particularly well. He hits threes.
1: He can create his own shot a little bit, a can't A little
0: he? bit because he's tall. But if he's playing four, not as much. I guess he generally plays four. He's really more of a good bench player than a guy you're starting, though, right? Right, but
1: some teams have to spend money, right? Houston yes. maybe was one of them.
0: I mean, they don't have to have to spend money, but they have money that essentially if they don't spend it, they end up being forced to spend it anyway. They give it to their current team. So it's sort of like being forced to spend it. Okay. You might as well spend it. All right. All right, so um, Ryan Anderson... Sort of a shocking deal, although not that shocking. Everyone was uh, actually reticent to trade for him
1: at the last uh, last trade deadline. Is there some were dirt on Ryan Anderson <laughs> that people are unaware of? Does Ryan s- Anderson have like? An enormous collection of Furbies Okay, good I was a little worried You know, Ryan Anderson actually has sort of a tragic past So I was like a oh, word Oh, does he? That.
0: Yeah, he's oh. sort of like sad things have happened Well, now I'm, I am regret even you, making You the, obviously didn't know I um,
1: regret even making the Furby comment
0: You know, that's okay It does not have to do with Furbies I'm happy to say But um Now I'm sad Yeah, it, it was a bad thing But well, let's not get into that Because oh, you're drunk okay. and we want to keep you drunk and happy I'm not drunk yet Okay, well, we want you to be happy when you're drunk. How okay, we would like that. You are feeling a little bit, though, right? I'm a little bit feeling you it. You said that to me upstairs. Nothing special yet. Okay, but a little bit. The fireworks it's aren't big. going off yet. <laughs> it's going to happen. So Ryan Anderson is one. Another one who 538 picked out as among the worst deals was Mike Conley, interestingly enough. interest. I mean, because he was injured, is that why? No, actually, because he signed a deal worth $30 million a year for
1: the next five years, and you know he's going to be like 34 so when it's over. he was the highest paid player in NBA history at the time that he signed the deal. I believe he still is. He still is. Okay, well, he's not going to be 34. What are you talking about? Did you um, say he's going to be thirty four? I did. My th- I is believe Mike Conley is twenty seven. All right, whatever. 32, 34. He's like the same age as Russell Westbrook. No one knows the difference between thirty two and thirty four, <laughs> yeah, buddy.
0: It's not even thirty two. Uh, twenty seven. If you were to subtract thirty two from thirty four, would you even get no My, one? The answer is no one knows. Mike Conley is twenty seven. Theoretical. Or tw- he's twenty seven or twenty eight. Oh now he's 20, so he could be 33. (laughs) No, he cannot be 33. You need to look this up right now. I will oh
1: okay. We're doing that. Jonathan is the guy who has to look stuff up because I'm the guy who has to drink. uh, (laughs) That's true. Mike Conley is not thirty four. I would I will bet my life on that. In fact
0: no, not saying now. I'm saying at the end of the deal. Oh, at the end of the deal. Of course at the end of the deal. I'm saying so he's like thirty or twenty nine right
1: now. Oh no, no, he's not twenty nine right now. All right, but now we can. I'll take twenty eight and under. I got twenty eight under for sure. No, no I'm not going to bet you on that because I don't. I just sort of said that. So I mean, like, you're I, drunk.
0: You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to be. I'm not checking drunk me yet. Anyway, well, was, Mike
1: Conley I think is a kind of an interesting player. He's a good defender, I think. Right.
0: Um, he is considered to be a pretty good defender. Mike Conley is, is well, he was born in 1987, actually October 11, 1987. So he's 29. Or no, he's He's gonna be. 28. He's gonna, be he's gonna be 29 at the beginning of the next season. Right, but he's currently beginning, t- the beginning of his deal. He's gonna be 29. Me at the end of his fine. deal, he's gonna be 34.
1: Anyway, well, something so, about Mike Conley, I, yeah. I read uh, maybe two years ago, I read uh, an artic- a Bill Simmons article back when he was with ESPN, when he was doing his whole Grantland Before thing. Before he was a big sellout? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> back when Grantland existed, which was a cool website, I oh, yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. Um, anyway, they were w- one of his like top 100 NBA players trade rankings thing, and mm. the Mike Conley section talked about how Mike Conley has a clock in his head knowing when... His important offensive players have touched the ball last, so he knows the last time like uh, Zach Randolph touched the ball and had a shot, and he knows that he needs to get him the ball. And That's mm-hmm. something that's not really measurable by a nerd like Nate Silver. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: that's got to be worth $150 million yeah. <laughs> five years for sure. He knows how that. to keep his teammates happy. I mean, I'm you, saying. I I mean,
1: mean it, you can't have an assistant coach be like, hey, Mike, Mike. Maybe pass the ball to Zach a little bit more. I'm I'm all for analytics, but I think there are intangibles that are—they yeah. th- certainly end up manifesting as measurables. But I think Mike Conley is maybe underrated. I, I, was, I don't know if he's worth $150 million, but I think he's maybe underrated.
0: I mean, he's never made an all-star team. At the same point, no one was surprised with by this deal. Memphis kind of needed to keep him, or else they're also
1: just blowing they got, it all up. They wouldn't have kept him without Chandler Parsons, right? I don't know if that's true or not. That's a deal Parsons. we can talk about a little bit. But that, I mean that's a legitimate, reasonable deal, right? You know, 90, the, Ninety-four million four years, Chandler Parsons. That's yeah, per, based on the market, that's pretty I mean, good. That's
0: a, is that really what he paid? I what think paid it is.
1: That's a crazy big deal for Chandler Parsons, right? Isn't it? But I mean, last year it would be, but now it makes sense. It does? <laughs> so does Timothy Mozgov got We're $64 million for
0: four years. $94 million, right? Over four years?
1: I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that's what that it is. That
0: sounds about right. He signed a max deal. Yeah. I know that. So yeah. it's something like that anyway. That seems like a little high to me. I got to tell you, for a guy who gets injured a lot and plays no defense, although he is a very, very good offensive player. Yeah, he is. But, man, that seems like a lot. Like, if you had told me Chandler Parsons a year ago or two, eh, you know, in, in 2016, he's just going to be out of the league because of injuries and whatever. You know, he's, like, not really that good. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, I
1: believe that. I guess I guess a weird thing that Memphis is doing here is, like, they're trying to keep the eighth-best point guard in the league by assigning the ninth-best small forward in the league both for infinite money? I mean <laughs> and, and we're never going to win a championship. In That's fairness, not really the best choice. I 538 suppose.
0: 538 thinks Mike Conley is going to be worth $14 million a year over the next 5 years, not, not, not 30
1: million. Not 73 million.
0: Yeah, so a there year. is that. Parsons more likely to live up to his deal cuz he's younger, I guess. Because his deal is smaller. Also because his deal is smaller, but also probably because he's younger. <laughs> yeah, not, maybe a little bit of both. Not bull. by a lot younger though. Yeah, maybe not. So Mike Conley um not a terrible, not a terrible signing. Though. No, well, let's yeah. talk about the real bad ones. Yeah, let, let's let's go to Mozgov, which you brought up. So the Lakers did something interesting, right? Basically, midnight of free agency, the beginning of free agency, they called up Timothy Mozgov, who is what, the 29th best center in the Tim-o-fee league. I believe it's Timofey with an you, F. You are correct. Timofey yeah. Mazgov. Um, and offered him 4 years at $16 million per, not total, of <laughs> per course. Year, of course. Um, to be their center. Now, Timothy Timofey Mazgov played Something like 10 minutes in the finals. Like, he didn't play at all.
1: Right, but... I was always confused by what happened to Timothy Mozgov and the Cavs because in the 2014-2015 Cavs run, he yeah. was an inter- integral part of that team, and he played a lot of minutes in all of their big games, and he actually played quite well. He I, started for them. Yeah. I mean, and it was good against Golden State. So what Golden happened? Did, really, he, did he do he was a Carlos a Williams and get fat, or like, what happened? No, he,
0: he got hurt for sure to some degree, but also Tristan Thompson was just better. Tristan so Thompson is more.
1: among the best rebounders in the league, I yeah, would say.
0: And yeah. also, you know, the league-wide... Um, Stance towards going towards small ball is just makes it harder to give a guy like Mozgov who has no stretching abilities. It sort of stops the ball a lot when he gets it.
1: You can have one guy on the floor like that, though. Um, you can have one guy on the floor like that. But, you know, they wanted it to be Tristan Thompson. I guess they did. I mean, that makes sense. Also, LeBron wanted it to be Tristan Thompson, right? LeBron is like a big Tristan Thompson fan. He's the reason Tristan Thompson is rich right now. Well, richer than he could have I been. I mean, he would be rich either way. In yeah. And by the way, Tristan Thompson was great in the finals. He was. He was really good. Like, great, right? Right. So, okay, let's talk about some deals that could be considered good or bad. How about that? Great. Let's, let's go Evan it. Turner.
0: Okay, I think it's interesting you would bring up Evan Turner as a deal that could be good or bad. I think almost everyone who knows anything would say it's bad. I'm to yeah. tell you. Okay, it's mostly bad. It's bad. I mean, Evan Turner signed. I think it was for... $70 million over 75, was, 75, it, oh, was it 75 yeah. Okay, my bad. Um, I thought that was on crap. Maybe they both signed for the they same deal. They both signed for the same yeah. Okay, so that's like $17.5 a, a year, something yeah. like that. Um, okay, so let's talk about Evan Turner's strength and weaknesses. And as a Celtics fan, and I watched every game last year, I feel like I can talk about this with some degree of, you know, Excellence. <laughs> so, oh, I'm ready
1: for the excellence. Get ready. Yeah, be Bring the excellence.
0: Can we have some horns playing? Uh, so, uh, I'm not really going to do that much editing. How's that, how's that beer going, by the way? It's almost done. Okay, good. Yeah. Number four in the books. So Evan Turner, great mid-range game. Pretty good at penetrating, good passer, rebounds reasonably well. It's going to give you something like 12 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, maybe a steal and a half. He's going to play okay defense. He's going to shoot terribly from 3, meaning like sub-31% most most likely. Uh, he's going to give great quotes. <laughs> I and like that. he's at
1: his best when the ball's in his hands, which is a little bit of a problem, I think. I disagree. He's... Go ahead. I disagree. I think he's a good fit in Portland. And we are broadcasting from Portland, so we know a lot about the Portland Trail That's true. Um, but... C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard, both great shooters. Both do not need the ball to be effective. The Blazers set the most off-ball screens by far in the NBA last year. Wow, look at you. Yeah. Even drunk. Welcome to drunk sports. Grant (laughs) knows more than sober Jonathan. (laughs) Uh, That was good. Yeah. Uh, So, C.J. and Damian are going to be coming off these off-ball screens all the time. And Evan Turner is an excellent passer, right? He's going to hit them pinpoint on... Coming off those screens. I mean, he's not Magic Johnson, but he's pretty good. He's better than anybody else the Blazers have besides those two guys, right? The Celtics basically used him as a backup point guard and played him at small four. Right, so he's going to be the best passer on the Blazers, probably. Unless Damian Damian Lillard is, right? So those guys are going to come, curl around screens, get hit right perfectly because Evan Turner is a better passer than people that have been passing to them in the past. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have a slightly bigger margin of opening when they're shooting their shots. And I think that's a big deal because neither of those guys need to handle the ball. Like late in the game, sometimes they give it to Damian Lillard and let him drive to the hoop and and stuff like that. But usually the most of their points come off screens. Okay. So this could be a really good thing for the Blazers. That is pretty neat. Now, the Blazers
0: did something else, which I think has to be talked about if we're going to talk about Evan Turner, which is they also gave, as we mentioned, Alan Crabb. Same position. An identical deal of seven, $17.5 million a year for they the next really four years. They really didn't want
1: to. They didn't want the Nets to offer of Alan Crabb they so
0: much. How much do they give Alan Crabb if the Nets don't exist and no one signs him to a big deal? I don't know. $6 million a year? I Maybe. mean, probably more than that. Yeah. Probably more like 10.
1: Yeah, but he's unproven. He had a good year, but he's unproven.
0: I mean, the thing that made him have a good year really is he shot
1: well from like 39% from three, right? I mean, yeah. besides
0: that, is it was it that big a deal? Like there's a million guys who can do everything else he can do.
1: He's one of those guys. I know this is another thing that's not statistically that easy, easy to track, but he's yeah. a guy who creates his own shot. Okay, that's that's nice, but that's, you already have guys who do that. Like, CJ and Damien and Alan Crabb all create their own shots. Evan Turner can sort of create his own shot, too. Okay. So, like, you don't
0: really need Alan Crabb to so create his own shot. So the Blazers are just going to be one-on-one ISO <laughs> offense. I mean, I it's, it's a little strange, anyway. Yeah, and the thing about Alan Crabb, I, I actually like Alan Crabb, and it was fun to watch him play. We always yell. It's fun to yell, crabby, crabby, crab! Every time the guy scores, and uh, he's got the cool haircut. He seems like he's having a good time. Um, but, you know, when you have a good three-point shooting season only... Like it's kind of a small sample size, and you know, you if you got a little bit lucky, you could shoot thirty-nine percent instead of thirty-five percent, and that's the difference between seventeen and a half million and like
1: eight million a year. It's indicative of the market, I suppose. Yeah, I guess it is.
0: So let's
1: let's go through some other bad signs. Oh yeah, we're doing it.
0: Don't you worry about it. All right. Well, Jamal Crawford was signed by the Clippers. They love that guy. Well, I mean, Doc Rivers doesn't know what else to do, so he just gave Jamal Crawford fourteen million over the next three years. He didn't want to give his son like four hundred million dollars per year to
1: be terrible. You know how much 538 thinks he's worth over the next 3 years? Jamal Crawford? Yeah. So year, Jamal Crawford is getting 14 million a year. Yep. I'm going to guess 538 thinks he's worth 800k. He is worth less than that, according no to. No way. That. Yes, worth less
0: than the minimum you would pay someone in the NBA. Is that because he plays no defense? Doesn't know how to pass? I'm going to say he's a volume shooter, doesn't shoot particularly well, doesn't
1: rebound, doesn't pass, doesn't play D. He's an antique. He's from, an, from a different era. Instant offense, baby. As a Bulls fan, I remember him being drafted and thinking, this guy is incredible. I'm yeah. 14 years old. He
0: shot like 37% as, as a Bull. I remember that. So they say Jamal Crawford is worth $1.7 million per year over the next three years. He takes things off the table. He actually hurts your team. Like, you would rather have a D-League player who doesn't know what is up and down. Would you Small Crawford or Austin Rivers, though? Well, they just signed Austin Rivers to a three year deal for like 30 million bucks. That's insane. That is insane. Austin at least can penetrate. I don't know. Austin looked okay in the playoffs. I mean, I don't like him or anything, but he was a, like, we give Austin Rivers a lot of crap because his dad traded for him and gave him a deal and all that and plays him. But he's not that bad. That is injury
1: he, he had in, in the Blazers series was yeah. brutal. That, was yeah. that kid's a warrior. That was gross. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess he's a clipper. He's not a warrior. Yeah. All right. Let's do one or
0: two others. Okay. Um, let's Aaron
1: Aflalo signed with the Kings. The Kings this who have, have no momento. chance to win anything ever. Okay. I mean, they have a good center. They have a good center and no chemistry. They also have like five
0: other centers who they drafted in the first round over the last three years. It's really weird. They used to have Tyreek Evans. They did. That guy's mediocre. Okay. Aaron Aflalo. They signed him for $12.5 million a year over the next few years. What does 538 say he's worth per year? It's the next 1.3 million. Less. I, I don't. Know. I'm not negative three and a half million dollars a year. Wow, he's worse than Jamal Crawford. They think he is like worse than two Jamal Crawfords. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's a little weird. I'm not gonna lie. It's wow. a little strange.
1: That's pretty. That's pretty nuts. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Um, this is just a, this is yeah. symptomatic of of this huge TV deal that the NBA got right. Everybody yes. who has a pulse and has played in the NBA before with some effect- effectiveness is getting signed to huge deals. Right, what we, what we consider to be
0: a huge deal is not really a huge deal anymore as part of it. So, like, a $10 million deal, which two years ago meant you were one of the best players in the league, or should be anyway, now means you're essentially a rotation player. Right. Like you're not a starter. Mike starter.
1: Conley gets $150 million. Right,
0: starters are supposed to make now something like between 15 and $20 million bucks a year. That's in crazy.
1: The I remember looking up who was the, the highest paid players in the NBA back, you know, 2006 or something. It was like Kobe and Garnett. Yeah. And they were teetering around $20 million a year. Right. Well, yeah. think
0: about this, buddy. It will be, assume if TV contracts keep going the way they're going, we're not as far away as it may feel from a $100 million a year player. It's going to happen. No if, way. If we keep that way, Yeah. Who? Who's going to get it first? Um, maybe Carl Anthony Towns. Maybe. He's pretty charismatic, actually. Maybe, um, like, Ben Simmons or Josh Jackson, who is probably going to be the number one pick next year in the draft, right? Uh, something like that. So the kid's like like a seventeen year old kid, like maybe his second contract when he's like twenty eight years old or something, or his third contract, I should say. Where are we saying like the ultra max type deal? Also, they may ch- they're going to change the CBA, maybe, so things may change around. But also, they're not
1: going to get TV deals like they used to. Because this is the thing: the TV deals are going to go away this, because nobody watches TV anymore. That is a really <laughs> really good point. So they'd have to find other revenue
0: streams. But you know, with the internet. And things like that, and, and sort of globalization, there's a chance this will actually be an opportunity for leagues to make more money, not less. At the same point, you're right, this is probably the biggest TV deal they'll ever sign. Like, they, I don't know if TV deals can keep getting bigger, they probably can't. Because, as you say, no one watches TV. Why would someone watch TV? I didn't, though, I watched the NBA last year with League Pass, so did you, and it was much better. It's better.
1: Yeah, it's so much better. The thing, the, the TV still has a stranglehold on your local games. They have a stranglehold on the NFL in general. I mean, you can do direct ticket with the NFL too. Can you? Sure. Oh, you don't have to have. You need any... like PlayStation. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, maybe you will. <laughs> it's
0: nice, right? What are some good deals? Let's let's look okay. at some good deals. Um, okay, there's a few that stand out right away. How are we doing on time, by the way?
1: Uh we're we're
0: we're like thirty two minutes total. Okay, so. so
1: we'll do like another two one or two minutes and
0: I'll we'll get you a little drunker.
1: It doesn't matter, we can go as long as we want. I know, but I want you to get drunker. It's drunk sports, it's fun. I'm already how, how, I feel what beer are you on? Five.
0: That's only beer five. How, how much is left in that one? Lot. Well, let's, let's get wait going. The, end of the beer let's and then get we'll be drunker done. man. Come on, let's go. All Talk right, about right. the sports. Okay, so some of the best deals that were signed. There weren't really that many, I would say. I gotta argue It's a hard year to find good deals. Staying with the Portland Trailblazers for a second, Festus Azili signed an incredibly oh, yeah. good deal. That's two years, fifteen million, second year team option. I mean, he played like shit in the playoffs, but that doesn't mean that he's no good. I mean, he's probably gonna start at center for them, right? I think he
1: will Plumlee might. Plumley's pretty good.
0: Yeah. But Plumlee might not. The yeah. fact that you get a guy who might start at center is young and not very long ago we all thought might sign like a twenty million dollar a year deal to play center for someone else. Suddenly you his get playoffs, like his playoffs
1: his playoffs really fucked him up. Man. Yeah, it he, was bad. Like he he was supposed to be this big deal guy and he really did not do anything good in the playoffs. He missed every shot. He played bad defense. It was not good. The one thing he did really well in the finals was not be Andy Varejão.
0: Because Andy, <laughs> yeah. Andy was There was worse. a worse guy. Yeah, 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 At least there was a worse so guy. So when he was in, Andy Vergeau usually wasn't. And actually, there's arguments to be made that the Warriors would have won Game 7 had they not played Andy Vergeau at all and just stuck with Azili. Even though Azili basically turned the ball over every time because Vergeau was just that bad. Yeah. All right, I got another really good free agent signing for you. Okay. Toronto Raptors signed Jared Sullinger to a one-year $6 million deal. Jared Sullinger, who according to like Real Plus Minus on ESPN, was like the 24th best player in the league last year. Now, really? I yeah, I don't necessarily buy that. But the guy rebounded at an extremely good rate, plays reasonable defense, shoots, you know, okay from like mid-range, like 40% from that mid-range. fat, right? He's fat. He doesn't really want to work that hard. He actually, John Lucas um, trained with him last summer because this was going to be a big contract year for sure. him. And he worked hard on all that. He tweeted all these pictures out of him, like, working out. He came back. His body looked exactly the same. And then this summer, because now it's another contract year for him, Lucas actually... Uh, emailed him and said, like, so, like, you want to do this again? And he said, Coach, I just don't think I want to work that hard again this summer. So, like, not good, man. Like, you're supposed to be like, if I can just take care of my body, I'm going to make so I I've signed one contract, then I can get fat again. Then bring on the Oreos, you know? But right now, he's like, I mean, $6 is pretty good too, but he could sign a $100 million deal. He's good right. enough.
1: As but the, he's too fat and not trying it. As an aside, yeah. what is the over under on Ben Roethlisberger's weight 10 years from now? Uh- <laughs> What is his weight currently, do you I think? don't know. Let's let's assume it's
0: 250. Okay. He's a I he's I could look tall up. guy. I could look up. But, sure, 250 is probably about right. Yeah. I'm, oh, I mean, he's obviously over three bills 10 years from now.
1: Oh, God. That guy's going to get so fat when he <laughs> retires.
0: Just look <laughs> at his face. Like, maybe. I'm going to go 315. I don't think he's going to get crazy huge. I don't know. I think it's possible. I mean... It's hard to
1: know. It's, it's hard. hard to know. Sorry. Sorry to <laughs> bring that aside. Yeah.
0: into things. Maybe, maybe this is a good place to end this segment. All we'll, right. Uh, we'll come back. Grant's going to be a little bit drunker. We're going to talk some more NBA. Sounds good.
1: All right. We're six beers in, right, Grant? Uh, yeah. Here comes number seven.
0: Let's open that puppy up. Oh, yeah. You can hear the foam from oh, here. Oh, I just got a
1: little... My computer got a little wet,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we are officially kind of drunk, huh oh uh,
1: so, yeah, I'm getting there it's right. it starting to happen it's seg- segment three o four it should be happening by now, right yeah,
0: yeah, how um, on a scale of one to ten, how drunk would you say you are if one is sober and ten is like you really shouldn't be driving
1: really shouldn't be driving oh, that is good, that not nearly drunk that's enough? not a good scale, okay well, uh, no, like well, ten what? is like Granton college it, after <laughs> some sort of problem
0: what what would you say then um is like past the legal alcohol blood alcohol level? What two number? hours ago. Oh okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> good. So we're really we're so you're you're a menace to society right now, if you were on the road. I mean, yeah, I you not might gonna, kill other people. I'm not
1: gonna drive, I'm a responsible person. Oh, no, of course, of yeah. course.
0: No, okay, great. So this segment we're gonna talk about two teams in particular and shine the spotlight. First on the Chicago Bulls. Grant is of course from Chicago, if you don't know this.
1: Right. People. This is kind of our hometown segment, right? Because yeah. Jonathan's a Celtics fan, I'm a Bulls fan. We're in Portland, so we already talked a bit about Portland. Portland, but yeah, we're going we to end up talking them. about them more than we probably should on this podcast, but uh, also we're going to talk about our hometown teams.
0: These are also very popular teams. You know, the Bulls have got a long history, as do the Celtics, so it makes some sense. Let's start with the Bulls, though.
1: They made some, I'm going to call them curious What moves. the fuck, man? <laughs> like, Go on, please. As a Bulls fan, I don't understand what's going on. We have this great piece. We have Jimmy Butler. You <laughs> yeah. can put Jimmy Butler on any team, and you're happy to have Jimmy Butler, right? I think every single team in the league would take him and start him. Right. So we got... Rajon Rondo. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. He's, you know, over the hill, but he you know, if he finds his defensive intensity again, he can be great and that could be a great defensive backcourt. Rajon Rondo, Jimmy Butler. The
0: one and the two. You're really that's a very hopeful sentence you just said. Find his defensive Intensity do you remember him
1: on the Celtics, Jonathan? I, I remember him fan.
0: before the last two years on the Celtics when he tried on defense and then he stopped caring. Right. Him. He has yet he to did. try again. It's but been but four years. But maybe Jimmy
1: Butler has the magic whisper. He'll you know, whisper that makes in his a, ear. That's pretty believable. Hey, how do you feel about your coach, Fred Hoiberg? I feel like he's a terrible coach. Oh, not good. a big deal. You, anyway.
0: Do, no, 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 just following up. Do you think he would do a good job inspiring Rondo to play that, that
1: defense or not? I don't know. Maybe he's really aggressive and angry. Maybe and he is. Maybe Rondo responds to that. I don't know. But <laughs> Go on. So the Rondo signing I don't have a problem with. Uh-huh. They needed a point guard. Subsequently, card. they gave Dwayne Wade 400 billion dollars. They signed him I think to a 2-year deal for something like 47. 47 million? So like twenty-three yeah. and a half million. and a half million So year. here's what the Bulls have now as they're because they can't put any of these guys on the bench. They're starting all of them. Oh yeah, guys they're starting because because all three of Because of course eight. they don't have Derrick Rose anymore. They're starting Rondo at point, Dwayne Wade at the 2, and Jimmy Butler at the 3. Yeah. Jimmy Butler shot 31% from 3.
0: Yeah. What did Dwayne Wade shoot? I, he shot, I think, 16.5%, give or take. That's not good for it, a two guard.
1: <laughs> it's not what
0: you look for in a three point shooter, I'm no, going to say. No, it is that. not.
1: And Rondo shot okay, but he didn't shoot a high volume. He shot
0: something like 36%, but he is not a guy you
1: really want to uh, rely he's on. Not, from he's not, he's like a, he's, for his career, he is not a good three point shooter. That is fair to say. Right. That so so I don't understand what the Bulls are trying to do with their lineup here. They're putting Jimmy Butler at the three, where he's more comfortable at the two. He's uh-huh. clearly their best player. He's better than Dwayne Wade. I'm going to say that. Oh, there's no question. I mean, not historically, but for this year, he is certainly better than Dwayne Wade. No doubt. So what are we doing as the Bulls? Like, We're just going to expect—we're I we're, we're playing OKC basketball. We're going to drive every play. We're going to play ISO basketball.
0: OKC had something that the Bulls definitely don't have. Two of the top
1: five players in the that NBA? That was what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah that's yeah.
0: right. Uh, also, like one of those players is also an incredible three-point shooter. His name's yeah, Cameron the Bulls Durant.
1: don't have the Bulls have Nikola Mirotic. You guys made a trade.
0: How do you feel about them trading Derrick Rose? Because you know he was the MVP.
1: At one I was point. ready to get rid of Derrick Rose as a fan. I'm definitely ready for him to be gone. Yeah, uh, as from an emotional standpoint, two or three years ago, he said the thing about how he just shouldn't try that hard because it's bad for his injuries. And yeah, I understand where he's coming from from a personal standpoint, but as a Bulls fan, I didn't like that. Also, wasn't he healthy at the time when he said that? Well, he had regained health from being extremely injured. But, but, So he actually was
0: healthy, though? Yeah. And he was saying he didn't want to play, right? He was saying he didn't want to play every game. Right. Yeah. But he was healthy. Yeah. That's tough. That's a tough road man, yeah. to go down. So as now guy, the Knicks have him. He was making like $22 million a year when he was saying that, too, right? Right. Well, he was the youngest ever MVP. He did earn that. I mean, let's be clear. He did not actually earn no, the MVP. No, LeBron he should won- have
1: been MVP. That he yet. won the MVP. Yeah, yeah it's a little I different. Okay, a little I get little it. different, yeah, but yeah.
0: for sure. But he was a very good player. He was a top 10 player there for like a year and a half, and then he hurt his leg, and that was the end of that. He was basically. top five. Come on, buddy. Whatever.
1: Yeah. We, 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 we don't have to argue about that. I, well, this is when the fandom comes in, I suppose. Yeah. Maybe I mean, he's not.
0: I mean, some people might agree he did win the MVP, but I don't think he was ever top five in reality. Let's uh, let's talk about the rest of the team. So they have Miritich. Who else do they have at... Doug McDermott? Todd they got Doug McDermott? Oh, Dougie
1: McBuckets, yeah. I mean, like he's still got potential, right? He could shoot threes. He's the guy who spaces
0: the floor for you. So what you need is you need to wait like eight or nine minutes into the game, and then everything's going to work out because McBuckets will be out there shooting the threes. And we'll People take Wade out?
1: We'll, we'll just do the well, lineup. Wade,
0: we... Wade or Butler will be out. But but either way, then you got someone s- stretching the floor, and the other guy can be driving, right? How can you have Wade and Butler on the same team? What is going on? Well, you could have those guys on the same team if you had, say— Elijah Olajuwon, you know, Charles Barkley on that team You're when just they saying were if you had
1: an incredible other player.
0: Signing Dwayne Wade makes a lot of sense if he's like the last piece because he's older. And he can still do some nice stuff. Like, he'd be a really great guy to either be your starting two guard or in a really good team bring him off the bench, right? But sure. this team is not a really good team. No. Is, are the Bulls going to make the playoffs? No. No, they're not. No, I'm gonna, <laughs> they're going to finish, I think,
1: 10th in the East. That's my guess.
0: Yeah, that sounds probably about right. I'll tell you one team who they're going to finish ahead of. The Celtics? No. <laughs> the New Jersey Nets. They're gonna oh, get better oh, than the Nets. Sure, because they didn't get Alan Crab. Are they gonna <laughs> Are they gonna finish ahead of the Knicks?
1: Yes. The Knicks, by the way, who also got Joachim Noah. They have Derrick Rose, Carmelo Anthony, Joachim Noah, Chris Tapps, Porzingis. It sounds nice, right? It really does. But when you think about Derrick Rose and Carmelo
0: Anthony and actually think about them, by the way, also Noah, you're like, those guys are kind of old. And Chris Stapps is the good. only guy
1: I actually want out of those guys.
0: Yeah. I mean, Carmelo is still a pretty good player, is that right? Is how you say it? Chris Stapps. Chris Tapps, Porzingis. Okay. The zinger. The Zinger. That's what they call him. Seven foot nine. Say Chris Stapps again while you're drunk. Chris Stapps. That was close enough. That was pretty good. Did I do something wrong? (laughs) No, you're doing great. How are you doing on that beer? This is number seven, right? I mean, it's still early. Come on. Give me a break. (laughs) I'm just trying to peer pressure you a little bit into drinking more. That's all. That's usually my
1: role amongst my friends. We're going to get blasted. Not you, Levy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to get so blasted. So you're going to have to keep this podcast on track. I'm the designated driver. It's <laughs> yeah, so no, no problem. There's no go. Next topic. <laughs> I
0: think I'm doing a good job. All right. So I feel like we sort of, yeah, we talked enough about the Bulls. They're going to suck. They don't know what they're doing. Do you think there's any chance they trade Jimmy Butler before the season ends? I think there is a chance.
1: I think if they are below 400, they'll trade Jimmy <laughs> Butler. Before, really? Yeah. What, will the, what what are they looking for? What
0: kind of things would they be hoping to get back? I think draft picks. Okay, so like young assets yeah. kind of thing. Just blow it all Maybe up. Maybe the Celtics could get them. I mean, the Celtics are sort of a natural trading partner for so sure. So let's,
1: let's use that segue.
0: Oh, I like talk it. Talk about the Celtics. The, the designed, drunk guy
1: sees a nice way to transition into I'm the next I'm smarter than you
0: even when I'm drunker than you. <laughs> that sentence did not make did not, Those <laughs> words did not actually come out correctly, but it's good. It was a good try. Thank you. You're seven beers in. It's fine. Six and a half. Yeah, we're talking Celtics here now. I like that. Now I feel at home. Al Horford. Yeah, that's right. Sign him. You know the cool thing about Al Horford? He's uh 30 years old. He signed a four-year max deal, but he just turned 30 like two weeks before, so he actually will be, what, 30, 31, 32. He's just going to be turning 33, I think, or ending. He won't be 34 at any point in the deal, and it feels good. That's what I'm trying to say. You hate 34-year-olds. No, 34-year-olds are no good in the NBA. You can't trust those guys. <laughs> yeah, those guys that. will steal Tim from you. Kim Duncan
1: at 34? He P- probably punched Popovich in the face. That guy.
0: Yeah. That guy was taking things off the table yeah. on the basketball court. Did they ever win a title again after t- Duncan won thirty four? I'm sure they didn't. Except yep. two years well, ago. Well, yeah, they did. Well, they, that was that was an anomaly, obviously.
1: They won five titles. What's five titles? Nothing. It's only less than 10. It's way less than 10. <laughs> yeah. Cut 10 and a half. All right, so let's talk Celtics a All little right. bit cuz I know you want to.
0: Yeah, you don't have any questions for me cuz you're too drunk, right? Should I pose them myself? Yes. <laughs> Great. Okay, the well, big question for the Celtics. Oh, you got something? Yeah, I do.
1: Go ahead. How do you rate Jay Crowder amongst current Celtics? Is he like okay. As far as trade value, who do you value the most in the Celtics? Is Jay Crowder up there or G- is He's really not that important.
0: He is actually one of the highest uh, assets the Celtics have, one of the most valuable assets. Not necessarily because of his play, although he is... Definitely a top 10 small forward these days in the league. He's not a top six or anything, but he's like in the top 10, like near the edge of the top 10. But his contract is so insanely good. So, you know how we were just talking in the last segment about how much money everyone's getting? Right. Aaron Aflalo, Alan Crabb is making this money. Hey, Jay Crowder. Don't hit on the Crabb. Jay Crowder for the next four years is averaging $7 million a year. And he's one of the best small forwards in the league. So he's got incredible trade value because of that. He's a huge. What do you mean by one of way. the
1: best small forwards in the league? Where, I do you, mean, where do you rate
0: him among small forwards? I think he's probably about number nine.
1: Above Chandler Parsons?
0: Yes, because Chandler Parsons you can't count on um, with injuries because he doesn't play defense and because his contract is much worse. Okay. Chandler Parsons is clearly a way better offensive player. If Chandler Parsons could guarantee health, I probably would take Chandler Parsons over Jay Crowder. In fact, I would. But considering we, where we are and what we know of everyone, I think Jay Crowder's worth more than Chandler Parsons right now for sure. Celest would never trade Jay Crowder for Chandler Parsons straight up right now. Well, because of contracts. Because of contracts, but yeah. that's part of it. Now, yeah, of right? course, that like, adds to value. You can bring in more max players, and you know, sign other guys to insane deals when you have a guy like Jay Crowder. By the way, the Celtics also have Avery Bradley at seven million bucks a year for the next two years. Actually, eight. Isaiah Thomas at six <laughs> and a half million for the next two years. It's insane. A million guys
1: on rookie deals. We got all this space. It's good that you have such good defensive players to make up for Isaiah Thomas because yeah. he tries. Hard as hell, but that guy is tiny and he just, there's nothing he can do on defense.
0: I mean, I'm just glad those Travelocity commercials give him an extra way to make some ex, you know, income on the side. I feel like
1: that's racist
0: against, <laughs> against gnomes. Like,
1: you can't tell the difference it's, between gnomes. The term is gnomist. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. Fair enough. So, who's the best player on the Celtics right now? Is it Al Ho- Horford? Yes.
0: Is it Isaiah Thomas? It's Al, it's Al Horford. It's Al Horford. It's Al Horford. Isaiah Thomas and Al Horford both went to the All Star game. It was Isaiah's first, it was Al Horford's fourth All Star game, actually. Al Horford. He's older, though. Does, yeah, he's older. He's you know, just turned 30, as we said. Isaiah's 27, though. And Horford does everything well. Unlike Isaiah, who does a few things well, and he does those things very Horford well. Horford can't shoot threes, can he? He can, actually. Really? He shot 33% from three and took a lot of them. He made over one a game this year. He, the first time he ever did it was this season he started. So he learned. Yeah, he, yeah, he sort of evolved himself, and that helped him get, secure this max deal and be a, team, be a guy that self the Would really you rather wanted.
1: have Horford or Millsap Speaking of former Hawks, if, if you're going to take one.
0: If I'm going to take one, assuming they're the same age, Millsap is two years older, I think. So. Is he? Yeah, I think okay. he's 32. So that that hurts. Um, also, Horford's now on this four-year deal. If I could have Millsap at age 30 on a four-year deal, let's let's assume. How about this? They both play about the same level that they're playing right now for the next four years. Sure. So that sort of gets rid of the age issue. I'd rather have Millsap. Millsap's a better
1: player. Right. He's one of the four guys in the NBA or whatever who can guard all five positions, right? I don't know if he can guard point guards. I have heard that. I don't know or read that. I don't know. This is all hyperbole because this is coming from Drunk Rant's brain. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: maybe someone else. Maybe think of someone I else? Think,
1: I think I read an article that posited, at least, that there were three or four guys who could guard all five positions. There were LeBron James, Draymond Green, Paul Millsap, and somebody else. Yeah, I think that can't be right. <laughs> I think you've got to be pretty drunk. Well,
0: here. listeners who don't exist, please go ahead and look it up and let us know. <laughs> There's no way that can be so. Paul Millsap's a big, broad guy. He can never guard a, a point guard. Probably he's not like six guard. nine. Draymond is six eight. What's the difference? Draymond, Draymond's quick. Millsap's not known for his speed. You know, Millsap doesn't get out on the break and run. But he's not known for being slow. <laughs> <laughs> Who's known for being slow? Tim
1: Duncan. Okay, that's true. There's like four guys who are known Paul for being Gasol, slow. who they signed to replace Tim Duncan, also known for being slow. Did they actually sign him? I was, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, two years,
0: $40 million, Right. right? That sounds about right. Here
1: comes number eight.
0: Oh, good. Crack it open. Yeah. There you go. I I will say you have clearly gotten you've definitely lost your some level of your faculties as we've gone through this podcast. That's so the far. point, isn't it? It's totally great. <laughs> I can't wait for the next segment, actually, which I'm going to tease a little bit right now, which is called "Let the Drunk Fix It." Yeah, and I'm going to posit some sports problems for Grant, and he is going to be drunker now, drunker then than he is now, and he's still going to um, attempt to solve these sports problems. It's going to be great.
1: It's going to it's going to be amazing.
0: Yeah. So um, we still have a little bit of time on this one. Is that true? Yeah, sure. We can talk a little bit more. Oh, right, let's just take like one or two more minutes. Let me throw out some Celtics thoughts and uh, see what how you react to them. Okay, okay, let's go. So the Celtics have more young assets than essentially anybody else in the NBA right Agreed. now. Agreed. They've got the the two Nets picks. They have Jalen Brown who looked amazing in Summer League and now people who think it's probably worth the number three pick. <laughs>
1: summer they've League. Got all Nobody these,
0: cares. <laughs> Celtics fans care. They, they've got um, all these good players on great contracts who are still reasonably young uh, what should they do? Should they be holding fast and like make these Nets picks or should they be trading and trying to build for right now? What do you think and why?
1: I think they should hold the picks because I don't think they have that transcendent player that generally defines an NBA sure. championship team yet. No doubt. There is no player on the Celtics. Al, if Al Horford's your best player, which you said earlier, yes. That is not a championship team. No way. Qu- they're not even a, a final team. You got team. a team they're of never. five Al Horford level players at all positions. Yeah. Maybe, right. Maybe you have a chance to win the championship. <laughs> but if Al Horford is your best player, you are fucked. Cool. So, so I'm,
0: so I'm going to ask this question again because it's possible your drunkenness sort of made you mishear it or something. That was a good answer. But let me ask the question that I asked before. So if you're the Celtics, because of that problem, would you trade those young assets to try and get one of those players or would you hold fast? and make the picks
1: I would hold fast because I I would based on what you have told me yeah next year has insane picks right insane let's talk about that for a second great this is something we need to talk about so Ben Simmons (laughs) was considered important as a pick right and not so much the other guys in the draft but Ben Simmons was considered an important potentially transcendent type player what you told me Jonathan maybe a week ago was that in the next draft all the experts are saying there are four players better than Ben Simmons
0: if the draft was held, if those guys were all in the pool, I think Ben Simmons probably would have gone fourth or fifth. Yeah, that's That's right. insane. Yeah. That's it's crazy. crazy. There's a guy named Josh Jackson who's a two-guard. Who There's a scouting service that's been around for 12 years. And the guy who—so it's post-LeBron. The, the head of the scouting service said, I've never seen a player—a a better prospect than this guy. He's the best in all 12 years. That includes Kevin Durant. That includes Greg Oden. That includes— all the big players who we're talking about. Steph. Well, Steph Curry was never a big prospect. Greg
1: Oden, great example.
0: Greg Oden, but a great prospect. Carl Anthony Towns, all these guys. Josh Jackson is ahead of him. And there's there's another guy named Harry Giles who's going to Duke. He's still, in some people's minds, the number one prospect in next year's draft. He's torn both ACLs. Both. Still the number one prospect in a lot of people's minds. What's wrong minds. with that
1: guy? How did he already tear both ACLs? He's like 17 years old or some shit? I think he thinks he's in the WNBA. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little
0: crazy. but Because WNBA... Women, they, they tear their ACLs in the WNBA. I'm sorry, Grant's wife is not happy with that comment. Oh, she's sitting in on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. but I'm just, just speaking truth here.
1: <laughs> all right, okay. So, what do you think the Celtics because opt- you're asking me, but yeah. you're the real Celtics fan. What's the Celtics optimal line from here? It
0: all depends. Okay, the optimal line is to hold fast. Make the picks unless you get opportunities to trade to, like, win deals. Like, if you can trade those picks for clear superstars who are going to stick around, then you can do that. But what a lot of people want them to do, a lot of Celtics fans, is make trades, like, for Jimmy Butler. You give, up, give them both Nets picks for Jimmy Butler, which is stupid. But you shouldn't do that. Because, yeah. They, they <laughs> Even as a be... Bulls
1: fan who loves Jimmy Butler, I think that's a bad idea.
0: Yeah. Like, they're not going to be better than Cleveland probably if they get Jimmy Butler. That's not enough. He's not that truly transcendent player like you were talking about. He's very good. Um, And then you give up all this future. Like, what's the point of that? You're giving up a guy who's like Carl Anthony Towns maybe next year for like three years of 27-year-old Jimmy Butler now, which isn't going to make you a championship
1: team. What are you doing? Yeah. So here's a question. Okay. If the Celtics win a championship in the next five years, is Isaiah Thomas on the team? Probably not. Probably not. So he's an asset to trade. Is yeah. what you see him as. I don't think they're actually going to end
0: up trading him unless they're going He's they kind of the heart point. and soul of the team right now, though. It's really hard to move him. He's also the guy who's been recruiting everyone. He sits in all the meetings. He like calls everyone, tweets at them, all this stuff. He loves being in Boston. But two years from now, his deal's up. He's going to want a max deal, and he's not worth it. Sorry, Isaiah. <laughs> That's too bad. That sucks. He's like five foot nine. What are you going to do? He's you five can't... foot seven, I thought. No, he's taller than oh, that. He's, he's taller five, than five foot nine. He's okay. like six feet tall. But He's, he's not short. six feet tall. Who cares? He's not really tall okay he's he, not as tall as a lot of He's notably short that's all we got <laughs> <laughs> i think that's about right that's a great place to end this segment yeah. I will say isaiah thomas notably short we'll be all back
1: right. with what's it called it's, <laughs>
0: right. Grant's going to be even drunker than he is right now and it's going to be called let the drunk fix it and we are back it's segment four this is as drunk as grant's going to get open it up buddy that's beer number nine people this is legit. It's All right. Tastier than the other beers. This is our segment we like to call Let the Drunk Fix It. And this is where I'm gonna pose sports questions to our friend Grant the Drunk. Quite audacious
1: for a beta. This is a beta and we're we're calling segments things.
0: Yeah. It's really sweet, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: And you're slurring your words. It's good I stuff. am not slurring my okay. words. No no. Let the audience decide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag I don't, I don't know what
0: that might be. This is good stuff. No, this, yeah. is, this is what we're here for. All right. So I'm going to pose some sports dilemmas to you, Grant. And your job is to fix it as best you can. Solve the problem. It's not a real no problem. But it's just, you know, these are problems that if people If I was face. the GM
1: of every sports team
0: in the world, yeah, everybody would be co-champion. That is really a beautiful, beautiful thing to think about. All right, so let's start with the Toronto Raptors.
1: Okay, DeMar DeRozan.
0: That's exists. right. He, he just signed a max deal with them. So they've got a really good team. They finished second in the East last year, but they kind of were owned uh, by the They had the, no the chance against the Cavs. Exactly. No chance. So they just signed DeMar DeRozan to a five-year extension. They have Kyle, Kyle Lowry, who's like 29 years old. They don't really, I guess they have Valanchunas, who's like 25. What should this team be doing? Valanchunas is younger than 25. I believe he? he's either 23 or 24. Okay, yeah. fine. But what should this team be doing ultimately? Like, What should their plan be? Because they have to, in theory, to win the title, they have to get through Cleveland, who, as you just said, they had no chance against. And they also have to get through Golden State or whoever gets through Golden State. And how are they going
1: to do that? Or should they even be trying? If they actually want to win a title, this is Go ahead. my very strange opinion. I think they should. Use their assets of DeRozan and Lowry as trade bait and build around Valanchunas because okay. I actually believe in Valanchunas. I think he's a really good center. I think he's one of the best in the league, maybe top five, probably top five. Hmm. And he's, he's very young. And these other guys, DeRozan, his, all of his advanced stats are terrible, right? Like nobody yeah. likes DeRozan in advanced stats. Lowry is great. Yes. But he's old. Like oh, for 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 trying to maybe yeah. they can keep Lowry, but they should be trying to get rid of DeRozan. I mean, it might be too late now, but they I mean,
0: they sh- they just signed to like a five-year. You know, $140 million. Right, but they
1: wouldn't have been able to trade him, right? So, no, now they can in theory. Right. right. So, if they can trade him, they should, I think. I think DeRozan is an anchor on that team.
0: So, I just want to check in. You said Valentinus is a top five center in the league. So,
1: who do you have
0: ahead and below him? Like, give me, give me, run down your top five centers. All
1: right, let's do that. Uh, All right. Shaquille O'Neal. Okay, he's good. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, All right. So, Andre Drummond is clearly ahead of him. Okay, I agree. Towns, does he count as a center? Yes. All right. We got Drummond. We got Towns. Davis is not a center. Anthony Davis. Okay. Hassan Whiteside, I, I put below Valanchunas. All right. That's, that's fine. That's my personal that's thing. That's like, fine. That may not be true. Okay. That's fine. Uh, let's see. Who are the other centers that you think I should be considering? V- Vujicic? Okay. How about Vujicic? I put Valanchunas above Vujicic. Okay.
0: How about Boogie Cousins? What do you think about him? Oh, obviously. I put oh, okay, Cousins so above Cousins. Him. Yeah. All right. How about Al Horford?
1: I think that's actually close. Really? Maybe not and based well, on last year, but based on like potential, based on the person that this person <laughs> could be.
0: Okay, but you just said he's a top five center in the league. You didn't say he's going to be a top five center in the league. You didn't think he I is. say he
1: was a potential top five? center I don't think only. you did. No, no, you said he's a top five center. Everybody who's listening, roll back the tape. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he definitely. I mean, lots of people are a potential top five center. I would say almost every center in the league is potentially. He's a top better five than Jared Teller. I'll
1: tell you that. He is probably better than Jared Solon. All right. Better way to do this. Okay. You name five centers better than him. Let's go, Jonathan. Okay. Let's do it. Hassan Whiteside. Nope. (laughs) Let's start with him. I do not agree.
0: Okay. Um, Let's see. Well, you already named him pretty much, right? DeMarcus Cousins is clearly better. I guess I named him. Al Horford is clearly better. It's not close.
1: I mean, but he's about to die.
0: He's He's old. 30. It's It's it's, close. It's really, really (laughs) not close at all. Uh, Towns is clearly better. I mean, maybe. Um, I would I would have said Porzingis, but they just signed Noah, so I guess Porzingis, Porzingis, is, Porzingis is a, is a four. Forward. Well, he should be a small ball five, but they're not he, playing. He's that a four. Way. He's yeah, a four. no, they're, they're playing the triangle. You're right. Um, I got to think of other players now. Honestly, it's a little I, hard to you're do. Vujicic, Vujicic, no, he's not bitch. better. He might not. Valanciunas is clearly better than Vujacic. <laughs> Who, who's? This point. Oh, um, Dwight Howard's better. No. Yes, he is. I'm just gonna say the word no. Okay, that's good. I don't
1: believe in Dwight Howard. Do Dwight. you believe
0: in Dwight Howard? I mean, I believe in Dwight Howard to get me, you know, 14 points, 10 rebounds, two blocks, play pretty well, and not screw anything up. Sure. Here's a question.
1: Yeah. Could Dwight Howard be on a championship NBA team? Is that possible? Of course it's possible. I mean, what, what other—you mean, wh- he may not be
0: the best player on that team, but he could be the third best player on a championship team, couldn't he? He could be the sixth best player on <laughs> a championship yes. team. Yes, well, he could, that would be a really good team. Yeah, like if, good. if we trade him to the Warriors, he'd probably be about the sixth best player. Yeah, about they, that. they'd yeah. still win, yeah. yeah. But what about it? Do you think he could be the third best player on a team? Like let's give, let's say one team has I'm going to give him a top 5 player, so we'll say who's a top 5 LeBron. player? LeBron. LeBron. Okay, that's pretty good. LeBron, Dwight, and we'll give him another good player, but better than Dwight. So, okay, Thompson, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy LeBron, Butler. Jimmy Butler, Dwight Howard. Does that Tim win a title if they have reasonable parts around him? Not against the Warriors. Okay. Not against the Warriors, but in a normal year, if Durant stayed in OKC, does that one team have a chance to win the title? Yeah. It does. Okay. So you agree he could be a third best player yeah. on a team? I just,
1: I just don't like him very much. No, it's
0: okay. A lot of people don't. Yeah. A lot of people don't. He did a little apology tour, you know, with like TNT stuff, sort of owned that he wished he'd gotten the ball more, thought maybe he could be less selfish. He should
1: have never left the Magic. That, I'm, I'm still upset about that. I'm a little upset about that, too. Uh, to tell you the truth, that the Magic made out pretty well in that deal. Ultimately, they certainly did. But Dwight Howard might have been something different had he stayed. That's true. That's true. Dwight Howard—he was, was one of our prodigies, one of our NBA prodigies, and and he gave that all up, not on purpose, but that's what happened. You
0: know, the Magic just keep grooming these All-Star, amazing number one overall pick centers, and those guys just keep going to L.A. So <laughs> yeah, brutal—they just go so. to the Lakers every time. Like, yeah. what's that about? Yeah, I don't know. It's not cool. All right. Next question for Let the Drunk Fix It. Next problem, I should All right, let's hear it. Number two. You, sir, are the GM of the Sacramento Kings. I hate it. You drafted center Willie Cauley-Stein last year with the sixth overall pick. Okay. This year with the 13th overall pick, you took... S- S- Georgie Papagianis? I don't know his first name. Papagianis. He's a center as well. He's going to be on your team. You, have two, you also signed Costa Kufkos last year to play center. You have another guy who I can't even remember who's plays center. Oh, you also have what many people think is the best center in the league, DeMarcus Cousins, who has, a lot of people might argue, kind of an attitude problem. You don't have a whole sure. lot else on that team except, as we know, Aaron Aflalo. Uh, what do you want to do with the Marcus Cousins? What should you do? Should you keep them and try and build around them like you've been doing for a while, but it hasn't really worked out yet?
1: Or should you trade I them? Think, I think we show everybody how serious we are and we just cut them. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't even consider any value. We're just like, you're done, buddy. Wow. We're serious. You're going to pull a Josh Smith? That's what
0: Stanley and Gundy did in uh, Detroit, you know, with Josh Smith. He had like two more years on his own. I huge feel like deal. it's a little bit different. Yeah, how come? <laughs>
1: Because DeMarcus Cousins is infinitely better than
0: Josh yes, Smith. Josh Smith takes things off the table. DeMarcus Cousins is one of the best players in the league. That's true.
1: No, but for real, I think I would try to get the best I could trade bait for DeMarcus Cousins because you're not going to be the team of DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins right. might have an important career in the NBA. That, that might be a thing that happens, but it's not going to be with the Kings. Seems like it. He's got it's, two more years left on his deal, FYI. I mean, just... Get rid of him. Trade him for what you can because a lot of teams who are on the cusp, like the Celtics, would love having that guy and would trade a ton of assets. What would you take? What are you willing to take? Let's say the Lakers call you up
0: and they say, all right, we have some stuff for you. Okay, What do they got? We're gonna throw in Mozgov just to make the salary. I don't work. want it. I don't want Mozgov. All right, fine. You don't have to take him. Can you be not our put Mozgov? He'll be our backup center. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Can I not have Mozgov? Right, but we we have a pretty good young team with some nice assets at this point, right? We have D'Angelo Russell. That's pretty good. We have Jordan Clarkson. He's a nice two guard. I know sure. you like him. Uh, we have Brandon Ingram. We got uh, uh, help me out with the big guy Julius
1: Randle. I'll take I'll take those three guys. Wow. Well, give me which three? Russell Ingram and uh, what's his name? Randall? Yeah, Randall. It seems like a lot, bro. That's that's what I'll take for that, DeMarcus okay, Cousins. I, I'm sure you'll take that, but let's say we're not, we're not giving you that much. Well, well that's let, too bad because then I'm going to go to the Celtics and okay. they're going to give me everything. No, the, the
0: Celtics <laughs> are going to try and lowball you also, buddy. So let's, would you take the, let's say the 2018 Nets pick? So it's like, Guaranteed to be a top five pick, pretty much. And it what should be a pretty good draft class still. And let's throw in another really good it's player. It's guaranteed now that they don't have Alan Crabb. Right. Yeah. Or Tyler Johnson. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, would you take the twenty? They didn't get Tyler expect- Johnson? No, the Heat, the heat match like, in the are last Are you serious? Yeah, they
1: have- <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> it's
0: super brutal. It's super, super bad. They are just... Full of nothing. They're a big, big popcorn bag. They don't even have Joe Johnson anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so right. Bad.
0: Do you know where Joe Johnson is, drunk Grant? Um, sons? Nope. nope. Try again. <laughs> one Try day again. he
1: was. He was on the Heat. Now <laughs> he's on... Uh... He signed a
0: two-year, $22 million deal. I'll tell you that. I, I knew this at one point. It's but... a good team. He joined a good team. He's going to be coming off the bench most likely.
1: The, um, I'm going to guess it's the Spurs.
0: <laughs> no, a good try. Uh, the Jazz. Oh, I knew it was the Jazz. Of course you did.
1: Get Gordon Hayward. Let the him. drunk
0: fix it. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> <laughs> got a problem in America? Let the drunk fix it. I'll fix it. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's just keep on keeping on here. Yeah. All right. You are the GM of the Nets.
1: I would hate that job.
0: No, no one likes that job. Sean Marks is actually the, the GM of the Nets. He was, I, I uh, wish you would tell me his
1: name because now I know who is in so much pain.
0: Yeah, it's okay. He's a former NBA player, and he chose this job. He's getting paid millions of dollars. It's okay. You you would take that job, I think. Um, you have a real problem. You have Brooke Lopez, who's 29, I think, at this point. He's got three more years on his deal at $20 million bucks a pop, and he gets injured a lot, but he's still very good. But kind of an old-school center. you know. Can't really shoot from deep. Doesn't stretch anything. Slow-footed. Not great on defense. Stuff like that. And that's kind of the only good player you have. I guess you just signed Jeremy Lin to a three-year deal also. He's not a good player. He's at least a reasonable player. No, he's not He has good. His explosiveness. How about but... this? He's a good rotation player. Sure. Okay. He's a great six-man. You <laughs> don't have your first-round picks for the next two years. I think you only have two second-round picks also, like total. What do you do to get out of this mess? Let the drunk fix it.
1: I believe we uh, commit insurance fraud. We burn something okay. down. <laughs> I'm liking this. To yeah. get a lot of money. <laughs> because I don't think there's any fixing the Nets right now. Like, you're going to have to wait until 2019 before the Nets yeah. are relevant again. Uh, that's that's the way I feel about it. I think you, you burn down whatever their stadium is called, Barclays Stadium. Yeah, that's right. I think, that's I think right. it is. You just burn it down and claim that you didn't burn it down. So and, you And uh, the then you get some money. Yeah. And you build, like, a shitty little stadium somewhere and make very little money on, on the stadium, but you made the money on in the insurance, but it's okay. Got it. So you burn down Barclays. You get something like $300 million for that list. All this to say the Nets are hopeless. Like, right. It's hopeless for three to four years. Okay. They but have so, nothing going.
0: Okay, but so Sean Marks, though,
1: actually has to do something with his job. What should he, which kind of things should he be trying to do? I think he should be trying to trade Brook Lopez, trying to get suckers to trade for Mm Brook Lopez. I don't think anybody who really knows what they're doing is going to do that. Um, Maybe some team is perfect for him. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. But he's like a top 10 center in the league still.
1: You're not going to get a ton of value. You're not going to get a. A uh, top five pick, no. ever, no. You might get a like the twentieth pick in the draft, you or something. you might do a little better than that. You might get yeah. like the thirteenth pick in the draft. I think Lopez. you trade, you trade Brook Lopez, get that, get that salary off the books, get like a, a somewhere in the late lottery pick in the draft. Yeah, try, try to hit something big. Get the, like the best athlete who might have a drug problem, and, <laughs> and hope, like hope for the best, you know. Like get the Darius Miles oh. of the draft and hope he's not Darius Miles. Hope he's somebody that's Darius Miles, but he ended up good. I just want to say this is definitely my favorite segment.
0: <laughs> this is always
1: going to be my favorite
0: segment. Alright, um, I, got, I got another one for you. This is the last one. All right, bring last, no, last Oh, problem. no. Well, maybe we'll do a bonus one. We'll All right, see. You are Daryl Morey. Ner- Dork Elvis, as Bill uh, sure. Simmons calls you. You're the GM of the Houston Rockets. I know. You have a problem. Dwight Howard just left you. Do I still have James Harden? You do. You actually just re-signed him. You did an extension, and you got him for four more years from right now. Can I trade him? You could, you could definitely trade him and get a lot of stuff for him. Okay. for sure.. Okay. Uh, you don't you have other parts, but nothing else that's really a big deal anymore. Dwight Howard, even though you don't seem to think very much of him, still is one of the better players in the league for sure and help One that of team the better could.
1: players in the league let's let's take a let's take a step back.. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Jonathan Lovey just called Dwight Howard one of the best players in the one league one of the better players one of the better players that's where, do you, where do you rank him numerically? Yeah, like is he top 50?
0: I think he's probably in the top 70. What do you think?
1: Top 70, sure. Does that count
0: as one of the better
1: players in the league? That means
0: he's, if on, a bat, on a team, he's either the second or third best player on his team.
1: Right? There's 30 teams. Well, it depends. There's the Warriors.
0: Right. So, actually, maybe he's the second best player on most <laughs> of these teams. Yeah. And, actually, that may even be the case in Atlanta. Right? He might be the second best player in Atlanta. Millsap and then him. Uh, or Bazemore. I mean, that's it. Right? Probably he's the second best player in Atlanta. And they're going to win some games. They're going to win 44 games or something. They're going to win 49 games. Uh, You're right. Sorry. My bad. They're going to win 49 games. I shouldn't have said that. Moron. So (laughs) what were we even saying? All right. So you're Daryl Morey. (laughs) Let's get back to the question or the problem. So what do you do? You got James Harden. He, no one likes James Harden. Dwight Howard left. He he signed with you three years ago. He was excited to join your team, and he left because he hated it so, so much. You know, he actually cried in his Atlanta Hawks press conference because he was so happy to be back home and away from Houston. What do you do as Daryl Morey to try and— do, You got
1: this asset, this incredible player. He's like 28th. Are you saying James Harden is a player that nobody else wants to play with? Is, I'm that, saying, the, is that the thesis of this whole my thing? My thesis is that superstars don't want to play with him. Hmm. Interesting. I think in that case you're kind of fucked. Yeah. I think like you got this guy who, when you got him, or at least the year after you got him, he was a top five NBA player. Yes. And you were extremely excited. He was an MVP candidate. You're extremely excited to have him. But if nobody wants to have him as his as a teammate, I guess. (laughs) Here comes the best segment ever, right? <laughs> this is so good. If nobody wants to be his teammate, that's a problem. That's a real problem.
0: Yeah. So what do you want to do about that? That's
1: your problem to solve. Sir. I think it's time to cut and run. Especially, okay. I mean, I think a lot of when, when you're asking me these types of questions, a lot of it's going to be informed by the current Warriors team, right? Like yeah. Nobody can win a championship except the Warriors for a while. Right. And uh, so you might as well try to build for the future. You know, try to get the youngest people you can who seem like they might be good. Like, Carl Anthony Towns is way more valuable than LeBron James right now because LeBron James can't win any more championships because the Warriors are so good,
0: right? Uh, I don't know. LeBron James is the one guy on the one team that there's at least a chance, right? There was the block. There was the block, which was amazing. They won last year. We assume they're going to get to the finals again this year most of the time. And if the Warriors have an injury, if Kevin Durant turns his ankle or Steph Curry isn't right, maybe LeBron finds a way to win again. It's not completely impossible, right? No, He's I like agree. He's like the one guy who could be. LeBron is
1: the guy who's like special, right. right? He's the guy who can do it. Yeah. Nobody else can. I don't. I don't.
0: Not, not the way teams are currently set up anyway. No. There have to be some trades. But let me. So you're Gerald Morey, Let's say the Celtics come a knocking because they would take James Harden, I think. They could use that. He's that player. That would be bad anything. for you, Jonathan Lovey, as a Celtics I fan. think it would be challenging for me. But, you know, he's a really good player. Let's he's say a they... really good
1: player, but is he good for your team? I mean, he draws a lot of fouls and
0: scores a lot of points. He just doesn't play any defense, right? I'll also, take it. Also, just everybody hates him. Everybody hates him. But maybe Brad Stevens turns it around? I don't know. Let's, let's not worry about that part of it. You're Daryl Morey, your problem is the Celtics say we're going to give you the 2017 Nets pick for it. Do you just take
1: it? just snap that up and be done, or do you need more? No, because of what you were saying earlier, back in one of those segments where I wasn't as drunk, where (laughs) you're saying four players in the next draft are supposed to be better than Ben Simmons, right? right? So you can't do that then. You're saying the Celtics can't do that? Yeah. Um, For James Harden, I think they actually would. For James Harden specifically? Yes. I think they would trade that for I feel like that's the guy that you're not supposed to do it for out of all of the guys that you're supposed to do it for, if that (laughs) makes any sense.
0: Well, the thing is, James Harden is still young enough that you could put him on the Celtics. The Celtics would then actually be able to challenge the Cavs for East Supremacy legitimately because that would be like a true number one guy, like best player on a championship team type of guy, even though everyone hates him. I understand. Um and they would be not having to give up any of their current assets, so they could add him to this team that already won forty-eight games, and they just added Al Horford as well. That's a team that legitimately could um, challenge. And you have Harden locked up for four more years in his prime. That's like something. That's I don't. I think the Celtics would actually make that deal. Would they
1: you, might. I just. The question really, and this is the same question. It, this is nice because it ties into the first segment, right? Oh, I love how Harden and Westbrook are similar. Yeah. in that you don't really know if they're worth it for your team because right. they're both superstars. They're both extremely talented, right? But both of them might tank your team. I that's, mean, that's that's a problem that that both of them present because I don't think it can be argued that both of them are top ten players in the NBA. Correct. They both are. Right. They're a incredibly talented but both of them have these aspects of their game or their personal life or whatever that makes them shitty in some way and it makes it maybe like you can never win a championship with this guy unless you have greg popovich totally like domineering this person i mean you can't trade for
0: a true superstar in the nba unless there's some big problem with them like that's why marcus cousins might be available too it's the same thing you can't trade for kevin durant No matter what, they're never trading Durant. Now he left, but that's the only way they lose him. That's the only way the Thunder lose him, right? Because they would never trade Durant. He's too good. Like the the Warriors would never trade Steph Curry, kind of, unless he gets injured to the point where he's not Steph Curry anymore, right? But they just would never move him. Klay Thompson never getting moved, right? So the only the only yeah the only superstars you could ever get have to be guys like Kevin Love. Who at the time anyway was a superstar. It's hard to remember that now. I know, and he was saying, "I'm leaving in a year, no matter what." So, move, so trade me, and they said, "Okay, fine," you know. And that was that was it. That's the only way these guys can force their way out that way. But otherwise, there just has to be a
1: huge problem with the superstar. Otherwise, they're just staying this around. Is, this is something that needs to be talked about, I suppose. The systematic problem with NBA teams, and maybe it's easy to see from the outside and not from the inside. But when you have a superstar, yeah, and it feels like this is the guy to build around. But it's really clear to everybody else that with this guy on your team, you're never going to win a championship, right? Even if he's a superstar, he's amazing, he's a great player, it's just not going to work because of everything else involved. mm mm-hmm. I feel like that happens a lot in the NBA, and I think James Harden's a good example. I think Russell Westbrook is a potential example of He's
0: that. He's potential. I mean, I'm thinking of guys like that, like Carmelo's a guy like that. Oh, absolutely. Iverson yeah. was a guy like that, yeah. right? Now, Iverson got a little bit close He got very once. close. Not very close. He, like, won one game in the finals once. He was right? fun to watch. At least. He, he was, was fun. But he also, he won the MVP shooting, like, 41% from the field. It was pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the who the were not like a good time for the NBA. Yeah, it's true. There are guys like that, and they're usually more high-volume shooters and scorers, right? Um as much as anything. So so you think Harden is one of those guys because he doesn't play defense? I think Harden
1: is a, a cancer-type guy. Because you do know, like, offensively, he's essentially as elite as a gets. I know. Right? I know yeah. he's amazing. Yeah. I think if he could be reined in and not have to score as much as he scores, not have to have the stats that he has, yeah. and I don't really know that much about James Harden, so I don't know enough to know if he really cares about that. But if he does and somebody wants to rein him in, I think if he can be reined in, he could be a great asset for a team. If he cannot, he's going to be a cancer for a team. All
0: right. Well, the drunk has spoken. And with that, we are going to leave you guys. We'll see you next week with another edition of Drunk Sports. Grant's going to drink at least nine beers next week as well. <laughs> i but looking hope. forward to it. All right. See you then.